He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on another beautiful morning in the hill country of Texas. So glad you're tuning in or perhaps listening later on a podcast, which, by the way, are available at hillcountrypatriot.com immediately following the program every day, and they stay up there for about a week. So if you heard something today or yesterday and and you wanted to pass it on if it's uh, if it's within a couple of days it's going to be up there at hillcountrypatriot.com and so it's real easy to send your friends there if you want to go back further than about a week then i take this programming every day and put it up on podcast sites and if you were listening yesterday with the podfather it was uh ooh, i've got a sneeze you know i've got one of those sneezes right on the edge so um Please forgive if it comes out without warning. So um, podcasts, uh, sites, all over podcast sites, just search for The Matt Long Show. I use Spotify for the moment after uh, um, after so long visit with Adam Curry yesterday. Uh, that may be changing in the near future, but uh, don't worry. We'll keep it up on Spotify and let you know when, uh, when and if uh, I go to these uh, new Podcast 2.0 systems. Uh, so, but uh, let you know, I do one thing at a time. <laughs> That's about, and I can barely handle that. So, uh, let's get to the calendar. That's a one very important thing. Um, I have, let's see in front of me, by the way, if you're not getting the Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter or the Kirk County Patriots newsletter or the We the People Liberty in Action newsletter, then you're missing out on a lot of information. I'm looking at the Kirk County Patriots uh, newsletter right now, and they're talking about a citizen town hall for the library on the 31st. And I'm looking over here at the little marked-out calendar. That appears to be 2031. That appears to be a Monday. And so um, the 31st at 6 o'clock is going to be a town hall about the library, and uh, it's going to be simulcast on the Kerr County Lead Facebook page. Um, but this is going to take place at 6 o'clock at the Dietert Center at 451 uh, Guadalupe Street. The line here is surely we can all meet and decide how to create a healthy library experience for all of Kerr County. So there you go. Um, and the topic is going to be discuss appropriate content in the children's section of the library. So if you want your voice heard, 6 o'clock, Dietert Center, July 31st. That's Monday night. And uh, so that was in the uh, newsletter that I have here. So the um, let's go on down uh, in Lano, Lano Tea Party on Thursday night, a week from tonight, the 3rd of august is going to be having their regular monthly meeting terry hall will be their speaker our own ingram's very own terry hall will be the speaker at lano tea party and uh so there that is uh as we get closer to these we'll uh, give you more details 
on Tuesday, the 8th of August, a very special day. A couple of, um, uh, the, the note I got is that God spoke to uh, a couple of women in uh, Kerrville, and they said, y'all need to go pray over the schools before the kids go back to school. And so on the 8th of August in Fredericksburg, there is going to be prayer over the elementary school, and I believe they're going to move to other schools as well. But uh, for all the details on that, we're going to have uh, the uh, one of the women who is putting this together is going to be on the radio with us here soon. Not today, but soon. And again, that's uh, over a week out, and so we'll get you details as we get closer. On Thursday, the 10th of August, the regular second monthly meeting of the Fredericksburg Tea Party is going to be a hoot. It's going to be a hoot, I promise you. Uh, Lorraine Lamont is going to be there. If you know who she is, you're already smiling, all right? I know. If you know Lorraine and you just heard this, you're all, you've already got a smile on your face. If you don't know who Lorraine is, then um, you'll, you need to come to that meeting on uh, Thursday, the 10th of August, or just stay tuned every day after I get off the air and Lorraine is on the air but uh, she's bringing a couple of friends with her, and um, I think it's going to be—I think it's going to be an evening that will be talked about for a long time to come. Um, going on further out, that's uh, on Friday night, the 11th. There's going to be the friends of NRA are having an event in Kerrville. Um, more details when we get closer. The 19th. And I think I may be, let's see, I'd like to keep the dates in right order. So we are, we're at the 19th, Saturday the 19th, Jalice Middleton and Mark Middleton. They are uh, J6 defendants, January 6 defendants. And actually, I've got Jalice scheduled um, on, uh, I've got her scheduled twice. I've got her on a long interview on a Friday, and then I've got her on a shorter interview the following week, right before the 19th. So we'll have uh, Jalice and Mark on the air. I have heard their story in person. Um, I... I cannot tell you how important it is that if you are if you have not in person met or discussed or listened to in person one of the J6 defendants then it is vitally vitally important for you to hear this information firsthand it is it's information that at first blush you would say there's y'all are making this up. There's no way that this could happen in the United States of America, but folks, it is happening, and y- you've got to believe your own ears. I'm I'm begging you. I mean, please come to this event, August nineteenth. It is going to be a Saturday. It's two o'clock. Go ahead, put it on your calendar. All right, get it out there right now because something will come up. All right, if it's not on there now, something will come up before then. All right, uh, 822, see we're going all out there, 822, and then 823, and this is new information to me, um, on the 22nd of August is going to be uh, hand count uh, demonstrations, uh, so the hand count road show. Um, And they're going to do that at 1 o'clock on the 22nd and then again on the 23rd at 8 o'clock or at 6 o'clock. So there's going to be two opportunities to see this show. I know 
that uh, Mohammed Saidi and uh, one of the people who's in charge of the uh, elections uh, in uh, in Fredericksburg, um, who's been running them along with Mohammed Saidi, um, they both left the uh, hand count roadshow in uh, Fredericksburg. They left early. Um, they weren't together, uh, but they left early. I'm assuming that they both had some type of emergency come up and which is just fine if emergency emergencies happen but they both left early um and i would hate to think that that was a sign that they're really not concerned about election integrity because anybody that would have been concerned about election integrity would have stayed through the entire event and so, Mohammed, uh, Saidi, and uh, Jim, you guys have two more opportunities uh, to catch the second half of that uh, hand count road show. And uh, whatever the emergency was that caused you to leave early, we're um, I'm, uh, we're we're praying for that and hoping everything is okay. So, uh, Saturday, man, we're going all the way out into September now. Saturday, September ninth. Uh, speaking of election integrity, Seth Keschel is going to be out in Junction. We'll get you more information on that as we get a little bit closer. We need to take a break and because uh, we need to get our good friend Jody Gould on the line. I have a uh, wor- some words of wisdom from poor Richard Saunders. Um, that was actually Ben Franklin, but don't tell anybody. That's our little secret. Poor Richard's Almanac uh, from, let's see, 1746. And um, Ben says, a good wife and health is a man's best wealth. So your best riches, a man's best riches, most prized riches, riches are a good wife and good health. Amen. Amen, Ben. Folks, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Y'all stick around. He doesn't just complain into a microphone. Blah, 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 blah. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. Man, it's so hard to interrupt some Leonard Skinnerd. I have on the line with me Miss Jody Gould from the Tejas Smoke Depot, and uh, they have been sponsors of this program since almost day one, and I'm real proud to have them as friends. And uh, so, welcome, Jody Gould. Thank you, Matt. Welcome. Or <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Good morning to you. <laughs> <laughs> In the morning. So here's yeah. what we have going on. The Tejas Smoke Depot has been in business in the Hill Country for 26 years now, which means you got to be doing something right if you're still sticking around. They are located in Fredericksburg on the west end of town, and we'll get you some directions here in a minute. But they have an incredible selection of cigars at their walk-in humidor. Why don't you tell us about your cigar selection, Jody? Well, we have a huge selection of fine cigars. We have a 150-square-foot walk-in humidor. And, um, you know, we probably have at least... 150 brand, different brands of cigars and 
several different sizes and lengths and, and rounds. Oh, I'm sorry. You <laughs> called my cell phone, and I've got a message coming in. Oh, that's all sorry right. about well, that. <laughs> so you got lots um, of cigars, lots of choices. Lots of They're kept at a the perfect humidity. We were, uh, you and I and Dave were having a conversation about humidity. I had a humidity issue at my house, and, um, and so I called Jody and Dave because I knew they had to regulate the humidity in the um, – their cigar room, and so they take care of these uh, cigars. They have them at the perfect temperature and humidity, so you know you're getting a quality product whenever you get a cigar from uh, the Tejas Smoke Depot. Tell us other products that you carry in your in uh, at the Tejas Smoke Depot. Well, we have a large selection of cigarettes and roll-your-own tobaccos and pipe tobaccos and vape products, um, snuffs just about anything that has to do with tobacco. If we don't have it, we'll try to get it. Um, we have a lot of, uh, also a large variety of accessories that go along with tobacco use. And, um, you know, papers, injectors, pipes, um, all kinds of uh, accessories that go along with your tobacco use. Mm-hmm. So, And, of course, wine and beer, that goes along with tobacco use. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a smoke uh, if you're drinking a beer. I mean, come on. So, also, so Taos Smoke Depot is on the west end of Fredericksburg. If you're on Main Street, head west. And when you get to the Y at the end of the town, bear to the left, and a wee bit down on your left, you will spot the Tejas Smoke Depot. They got that awesome church pew out in front of the building. You can go sit out there in the evenings if you want to and uh, visit with some of their awesome customers who come and go. And uh, that's a good little gathering spot. Remember, if you have your kids in the truck, just uh, go ahead and make a counterclockwise circle around the building, and someone will take care of you up at the window. Uh, unless they're on vacation, we need some uh, prayers for one of your employees going on vacation, some travel prayers. Yes, we've got a, a very long-time employee, Danielle, is going to go see her mom and family, and so we just want to wish her well on her journey, and I hope she has a fabulous time, and we'll miss her. Absolutely. And uh, so also we um, every week you have a phrase that pays. And what that does, if you know the phrase that pays, it will give you a instant discount plus get your name in the hat for a monthly drawing, which we will do right here on the air next week. And uh, so we will. Uh, so what is the phrase that pays the day? Well, we're in July, our birthday month. So we figured we'd take one from our declaration we find these truths to be self-evident, dot, dot, dot. We find these truths to be self-evident. You know, just memorizing. You know, they had us when we were growing up, they had us memorizing Scripture, right? One Scripture yes. at a time. They didn't have us memorizing books or the entire Bible. Um, it was just one Scripture. And um, I think learning how to memorize the um, Constitution and or the Declaration of Independence, I think we can do it one line at a time and so here's your line we find these you repeat it (laughs) we find these truths to be self-evident we hold these truths to be self-evident and so there you go that is the phrase that pays and that'll get you a discount and um before we're done here we're going to have the constitution memorized so jody (laughs) are we let's see your hours eight to eight monday through friday 
you sleep in on Saturday and go home early. See, that's a, that's, that's a good way to remember this. So 8 to go. 8, Monday through Friday, and Saturday it's 9 to 7. So they're Correct. just like us. We want at least one day a week we can sleep in, and at least one day a week we can go home early from week from work. So yeah. there you go. Are we missing anything, Jody? Just that we're closed on Sundays for prayer. There you go. Closed on Sunday for God and family. So that's right, Jody. Thank you for your support, thank you, and Matt. Um, we will uh, talk with you next week. Okay. Have a great day. All right. So there you go, Jody Gould from the Tejas Smoke Depot. Tejas Smoke Depot, as I turn my head away from the mic and my phone seems to be blowing up over here, not in the good manner, but maybe in the bad way. Um, so here we go. Um, I find it very fascinating when I run across an article that essentially supports our side, right, the conservative side, but they look at it as if it were a bad thing. And so Chip Roy, of course, you know, Chip Roy is making more and more news all the time, and uh, that's exactly the kind of representative I want. You know, when we had, um, oh, Smith, when we had Smith, one of my issues with Smith, uh, with, uh, uh, with Congressman Smith, um, uh, why am I not coming up with, uh, Lamar, Lamar. Lamar Smith, one of the problems I had with him is that we never saw him or heard him on the TV or on the radio. And and if everything, if our country had been if following the Constitution and going down and every, we were all functioning the way it was designed and supposed to be working, I would expect not to hear anything. I would expect them to be in Washington doing their job, not on TV, not on the radio, but doing their job and, and taking care of business under a system that functioned. But we don't have a system that functions. And so when my representative, Chip Roy, raises a fuss, I am glad. I want to see him raise a fuss. Um, and so th I ran across this article in the Texas Tribune that um, is complaining about uh, Chip Roy. And the funny part about it is all the complaints they have, I'm cheering going, thank God Chip Roy is saying and doing those things. And uh, so what I'm going to do right now is we're going to take a short break. And uh, when I get back, I'm going to work through this article with you the, from the Texas Tribune that uh, written by Olivia Alafriz, who um, thinks all these things are bad about Chip Roy. I think they're awesome, and I appreciate her, Olivia I'm assuming that's a she, you know, being out of Austin, Olivia could be anything. I mean, it could be a, who knows what uh, Olivia Alafriz could be. So uh, y'all stay tuned. We'll get back to that article written by them. Fighting the good fight. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriots. Right, join me for a little bit of fun uh, as we go through a Texas Tribune article. Um, if you want to read along with me, uh, uh, the title of the article is uh, U.S. Rep. Chip Roy 
helps bend powerful House committee further to the right. And Olivia writes that as if it were a bad thing, which is really, that's why I love this article so much. I just kept, as I kept going through it, I just kept smiling. So here we go. Here's the first line. With help from two other ultra conservatives, (laughs) isn't that great? With help from two other ultra conservatives, I want to know who these guys are. We're going to find out here in a minute because I love them as much as I love Chip Roy. So with help from two other ultra conservatives, the Texas Republican seat on the rules committee has let him press for red meat priorities, even in traditionally bipartisan legislation. Wow. What's wrong with that? First of all, I don't think there's been any bipartisan legislation in I don't know how many years, 20, 30, 40 years. Um, and, uh, she thinks it's a bad thing that he is, uh, pressing for red meat priorities. So let's go on. In the U.S. House, the Rules Committee is an influential, if little understood, power player on the Capitol Hill, providing its members with the clout to shape headline-making legislation and policy debates. It says the Rules Committee is so important that the Republicans who hold 51% of the seats in the U.S. House occupy nine of the committee's 13 seats. That's just under 70%. She writes that as if that was unfair or a bad thing. That, you know, we only have 51% of the seats in the House. I guess maybe our committee should only have 51% um, Republicans on it. You know, Olivia, she must be brand new because all she'd have to do is go back, a, I don't know, a year and a half and go back to uh, Pelosi and take a look at those committees Makeups, um, I bet it was even more lopsided than the just under 70%. So operating as a supermajority, typical for the party in power, gives Republicans outsized influence for a committee that sets the terms of floor debate and determines what amendments can be voted upon for major legislation. This is true. And thank you, the Republicans who took over the House and who created this situation because this is what we need. All right, so back to the article. But this year's version of the committee is different because of the noticeable impact of three far-right conservatives. Does she name the other two? You know, it's interesting. She doesn't. She says, including U.S. Rep. Chip Roy, a Republican from Texas, whose membership was negotiated as part of the deal to make Kevin McCarthy Speaker of the House in January. And that that is all true. That's good. Uh, Roy was initially wary of joining the committee, knowing it would mean spending more time in Washington, slogging through late nights and long meetings. And uh, I know Chip Roy's wife and his kids, and um, he did know joining this committee would be less time home. And that is the type of commitment that he was willing to make for Texans. Um, He says, and actually Chip Roy said, uh, the trade-off was more power to affect legislation and achieve important policy goals. All right, so that's what he was trading off. And he said, I am able to provide perspective that matters. So when the House took up the National Defense Authorization Act in mid-July, 
Roy, and two other ultra-conservatives. You notice she still hasn't named them? In fact, I'm trying to scroll down here to see if she even names them, and I'm not seeing it yet. Um, so, uh, and two other ultra-conservatives on the committee used their positions to push for floor votes on a number of divisive amendments. Thank you, Chip Roy. Again, I think it is so funny because Olivia is writing this as if it were a bad thing. So here we go. Uh, the uh, number of divisive amendments, including an amendment by Representative Ronnie Jackson, a Republican from Amarillo, that would end a Biden administration policy allowing the Pentagon to reimburse service members for abortion-related travel and other expenses. Thank you, Ronnie Jackson. The, we do not need service members. We do not need the taxpayer paying for the abortions of our service members. Because we've, you know, folks, we've figured it out long, a long time ago that when these companies or the military or the Pentagon or whoever's offering this, look, we'll pay for your abortion travel. What they're doing and what they're, they want these women to have abortions. And I said women. They want these women to have abortions. And, and because, listen, they're more uh, a pregnant woman in the workspace. Not going to, I'm just, just, I'm going to leave it right there. I think they're awesome. But, and, and I don't have any, I've seen lots of pregnant women that working with my wife and they do a great job and, and handle things extremely well. But a company, a company, you know, those rich, nasty companies, the progressives are always talking about because they hate capitalism. Those companies, those companies, they don't want pregnant employees. I, I'm telling you, they don't want them. They would might be saying that and they're being nice, but just like if you have an employee that's always sick, you know, with uh, that, they're, they don't want people who are always sick. They don't want what comes with in the last uh, month or then the time taken off and Oh, you know, heaven forbid her water breaks while she's at work and makes a mess of the office and disrupts the entire work day. So these companies in the military and the Pentagon, they very definitely would rather you have an abortion so you can keep your happy little fanny in the office, in your seat, healthy and working. Anybody who thinks these companies are doing this out of the respect for the choice of women's choices you're you're you i'm sorry you're a big old fool about that they want healthy unpregnant people working in their businesses all right let's go on that's just the first of the divisive amendments let's go to the second one roy's amendment barring the department of defense from implementing President Joe Biden's executive orders on climate change initiatives. Thank you. Thank you, Roy. Thank you, Representative Roy. Thank you, Chip Roy. Here's another one, another divisive amendment. Oh, actually, two of them. Two amendments by Roy that would defund diversity, equity, and inclusion programs and positions within the Pentagon. Thank you very much, chip roy now 
this is these were three amendments as in, or four amendments, and as I'm reading them, they all have to do with the Pentagon and with the Department of Defense. All right, all four of them, and the House was taking up the National Defense Authorization Act. So these are absolutely 100 percent appropriate in these um, in these uh, uh, this bill. Because it was about national defense, and and if uh, yeah, that's what it was about. So I don't know why Olivia's so upset or bothered by that. Let's go on with her article. She says the House, divided largely along party lines, approved these and other controversial amendments in the Defense Authorization Bill, passed two nineteen to two ten with four Democrats voting in favor and four Republicans opposed. Democrats criticized the final product, saying the conservatives' red meat amendments turned a typically bipartisan bill, known on Capitol Hill as the NDAA, into a political statement they could not support. It is, it's part of the Defense Act. And, hey, Democrats, suck it up. That's what happens when you're not in power. And that, the this is the pot calling the kettle black all right we saw that during all the time nancy pelosi we saw this crap from nancy pelosi all the time and i don't believe i recall ever reading an article by uh, in the texas tribune about how horrible nancy pelosi was because she was pushing her progressive agenda because her party controlled the house i do, i doubt anybody can find that article in the tribune Please send it to me, and I will. I will personally call um, Olivia and um, and apologize for maybe doubting her uh, uh, veracity or her ability to report. Because I'm not worried about it. You're not going to find that article. All right, let's keep on going. This is uh, the Rules Committee. Uh, this is. Let's see who is this. This is uh, Veronica Escobar, a D from El Paso. Uh, the Rules Committee really did open up the floodgates for attacks on diversity, attacks on women, really wanted to roll back progress that we had made in prior NDAAs. The most extreme voices shaped the NDAA, and as a result, it was a piece of legislation that the majority of us could not vote for. Well, Veronica Escobar, the Honorable Representative Veronica Escobar, from El Paso, my dear, um, when y'all put all of this junk into past NDAAs, all right, and forced it past the Republicans, we said that those were the most extreme voices that shaped the NDAA. All right, and so this is, we're getting to the point that this is ridiculous. Uh, Escobar, this is back to Republican Veronica Escobar. I'm sorry, Representative Veronica Escobar, a Democrat from El Paso. Escobar sits on the House Armed Services Committee and worked on the original legislation, which she described as a product of bipartisan compromise. But Roy said previous defense bills were examples of bipartisanship for bipartisanship's sake. And he shrugged off the lack of Democratic support. 
He says, uh, and here's Roy, we are putting forward products that we believe we can sell to the American people, differentiate us from Democrats, and get the job done, he said. Um, the, uh, uh, here's, another, here's another good one um, that, uh, again, she is, uh, Olivia is saying is a bad thing. She goes, another Texas Republican on the Rules Committee Representative Michael Burgess of Louisville said some of the controversial amendments were unlikely to have reached the floor without the advocacy from Chip Roy and his allies. And then Burgess goes on and says, but that's a good thing. I agree with you, Representative Michael Burgess. But that's a good thing, said Burgess, a rules committee member for nearly a decade, and he's currently the vice chair. Um, Let's see. She goes on to tell a little bit about the history of the rules committee. It's commonly known as the speaker's committee. Well, how about that? The rules committee has traditionally been reserved for those loyal to the speaker, such as Burgess. That dynamic changed this year with the inclusion of Roy and two other ultra-conservative committee newcomers. We finally get to the names. Here we go. Who are these two other horrible ultra-conservative committee members? They are Representative Thomas Massey out of uh, Kentucky. Uh, We know Thomas Massey. And uh, Representative Ralph Norman out of South Carolina. With, with uh, committee Democrats likely to oppose most GOP proposed rules and amendments, support from Roy, Massey, and Norman is critical for Republicans. Man, I'm telling you, this, all of this is coming out of, and if you remember the 14, what was it, 12 or 14 or 18 votes for the Speaker, and even people on our side even supposed Republicans, uh, trans-publicans, um, rhinos were saying, oh, just let them have the vote. Just shut up and sit down. Just You've got the majority. Why are you fighting them? And people got mad at Chip Roy. But because of his negotiation and his ability to get a deal done, we now have a rules committee that's actually following, I would say, the party, the platform of the Republican Party. All thanks to Chip Roy. How important is your vote? How important is that one representative up in Washington, D.C.? We can see how much difference one representative can make. I wish I had a representative in Texas that made a difference like that. You know, Kyle Biederman. The three three years, the three uh, sessions he was, he absolutely stood up, made a fuss, and fought the system in Austin. We were proud of that. He still had Republicans in Gillespie County, couldn't stand him for that. Republicans in Gillespie County, his home county, tried to get rid of him at the beginning of his second term because they couldn't stand it, that he's up there going against the grain. He's up there making a fuss. But, boy, they love Ellen Troxclair because she's sitting quietly doing what she's told and then making up a whole bunch of crappy excuses that we've warned you about these excuses. Ellen, you need to someone to have to listen to this radio station because if you listened here, you would stop using the excuses that I'm telling people about. But you gave yourself away this last week. 
I want a, I want a fighter, a scrapper. I want someone that that makes the news and pisses off the Texas Tribune as my representative because that's the only way we're going to turn this ship around. Y'all stay tuned before I get on a rant. Protecting Texas for future generations. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back. So I uh, got the recording from Ellen Trox Claire's um, town hall or whatever you want to call it uh, um, on Monday night. And um, it was up in uh, uh, Travis County. I'm sorry, I don't remember. I don't know if it was Spicewood. I, I'm sorry, I don't remember where it was exactly. Um, but um, one of the things that I have been telling you from, man, going back from almost immediately when I got on the air because my first time on the air was uh, shortly after. Uh, I got on the air, uh, let's see, it was the... It was uh, towards the end of the 87th legislative session, I think. Now, this is embarrassing. I do know it was toward the end of a session. Um, No, it was the 86th legislative session. And um, that was when I first came on the air. And then we did immediately started saying, all right, what are the representatives going to say when they come home? Because I've been hearing this for years I have also been up at the Capitol as a witness. I find it amazing. <clears throat> I find it amazing that people, um, and I've got a, a several letters to prove this from various different trans publicans, people who, you know, some of them are even char- in charge of or are leaders in our leaders in our local Republican parties, but I'm calling them trans Republicans. They don't want activism. Um, uh, Mohammed Saidi said that the Gillespie County Republicans did not want activists. Um, so all of you sit down and shut up. Um, he didn't say that part, but he did say we don't want activists. Uh, but that was what the message was. But one of the things they're going to tell you is they about the scorecards, right? They're, um, they're either like the scorecards or they hate the scorecards. It depends upon, you guessed it, your score. If you don't get a high score on the scorecards, then here's are your excuses. The number one excuse. And by the way, Ellen Troxclair's, uh, whoever's listening for Ellen, I've said this three or four times. I cannot believe that she got up on stage and used this line again, but she did. She said, well, those, those surveys just cherry pick. Folks, I don't know how to tell you that that is not true. It is not cherry picked. When the uh, let's just use the uh, uh, vaccine choice people. All right, whichever organization, those who want uh, uh, freedom from vaccines, and there's more than one of them. Um, in fact, my good friend Jackie is fighting it almost on her own, still up there, Jacqueline. <clears throat> and um, so, take their scorecards. You know what they're looking at? They're not cherry picking. They're taking every single bill that has something about health, freedom, or vaccines in it. They're scoring it, saying, is this a good bill or a bad bill? Does this help people 
who do not want the shot? Does this protect people who do not want the shot? Does this is is this a good bill? They'll say this is a good bill, and then they'll take a look at what everybody's voted on it, or it may be a bad bill. And so they take the good bills, the bad bills, having to do with exactly what their subject matter is, their their uh, their expertise. We're all looking at the experts, right? These guys who are putting these scorecards, they're not just random numbers picked out of a hat. So Texans for Fiscal Responsibility, and they've been doing this for, I believe, five sessions now. They take a look at each bill, each bill. If it has something to do with the money, with fiscal response, is it spending money? Is it raising your taxes? Is it lowering your taxes? Is it saving you money? Everything to do that has to do with fiscal, everything, every bill that they think will have a fiscal impact on the taxpayer, they're going to look at it, analyze it, and they have experts, they have people in their offices who are economists and who know, who are mathematicians and, and CP, I don't know who all they have, but they have these experts in. And then not only does the Texans for Fiscal Responsibility score each, each bill, you know what they do? They send a note to every single representative and senator that says, all right, we got House Bill XYZ coming up or Senate Bill ABC coming up. If you vote for this bill, you are fiscally responsible. Or if you vote against this bill, you are fiscally responsible. You're making a smart decision because we've looked at these bills. They're not cherry-picking. And so anybody that gets a D on a fiscal responsibility scorecard deserves the D. It's not cherry-picked. And go to their website. Look at these scorecards because each and every single one of these scorecards will have an explanation. They are very clear. They want you to understand. They want the consumer, that's you and I, to understand why these votes are important and how they're going to affect your pocketbook. They send this out to each and every representative before the vote and let them know we're watching you on this vote. So if Ellen Troxclair or uh, um, uh, uh, Andy Murr, because he's also big on the cherry-picking line, because he doesn't like the, 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 the scorecards, because he gets abysmally low scores on the scorecard, all right, on the fiscal responsibility scorecard. They are, go do your own dadgum research. And the next time one of these guys, whether it's Andy or Ellen or wherever you're listening to this podcast or this live stream, anywhere else in Texas, and thank you for listening to the live stream, go to the fiscal Texans for Fiscal Responsibility. You can read absolutely every single bill that they put a score on. They will tell you in simple language why this bill was good and why it was bad and why your representative should have voted either for or against it if they are truly fiscally responsible. So don't buy this line. Do some homework. And when they, when one of your representatives stands up in front of you and says, well, they cherry-picked, they cherry-picked those, they did not. And if you're not in touch enough to know <clears throat> that, that that's on you don't buy that 
cherry pick line anymore. Don't let them get away with it. Now, don't be rude. Don't be mean. Just ask. Just get yourself educated. Find out how each and every one of those scorecards work. Now, listen, I have a friend up in the panhandle who could care less about the fiscal responsibility scorecard. He doesn't care. He asks me how to uh, vote every time there's an election coming up. He sends me a note and says, Matt, here's my ballot. Where are you on all of these guys? And he's a pastor. Not only does he ask me for uh, my uh, suggestions, he then prints all of my suggestions out and hands them out at church and does a sermon on it. Yes, IRS, go after him. He's already submitted every one of those sermons to the IRS, and they said, quit sending us your sermons. But he doesn't care about the fiscal responsibility index. He's a single-issue voter. He wants to know how did they stand on abortion. I, I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm glad he's that way. But you know what he needs to know? He needs to know which of the pro-life scorecards are any good. You know, we've got a fake pro-life scorecard out there we do not going to talk about it right now but uh, there is a fake um, scorecard a a pro-life scorecard out there and um, you need to do your do your research on these scorecards do not let your representative tell you that these scorecards are cherry-picked She's either he or she is either lying to you or they don't know better. And both of those choices are absolutely horrible choices. You know, and to ask someone, you're either, I don't know, you're either stupid or you're a liar, right? How do you do that in a nice way? How do you say that in a nice way? You know, I don't know. Let's work on that one. So when your representatives tells you these scorecards are cherry-picked, they're either ignorant or they're lying. Or, I got another possibility, they think that you don't know any better. So it doesn't matter what they tell you. Well, if you keep listening to the Matt Long Show, you will know better. Y'all stay tuned. And uh, for Lorraine, and we'll see you back in here manana.